What is Phineology? Here we explore our personal relationships with money, money's nature, and how we exchange value in daily life. Grounding ourselves in the liberal arts, we explore Financial Planning 3.0 from the inside out. Addressing money as the most powerful and pervasive secular force on the planet. Mysterious Money Merits Study. Gail Coleman is our guest today on the What is Phineology podcast. Gail is one of our beloved Phineology fellows, in addition to being a longtime CFP. On today's show, we have invited her on to explore her expertise in somatic finance. Soma means body. And in addition to Gail's longstanding practice, of exploring the body for the wisdom that it can bring to light. She has also married this with her expertise in finance. Through using her unique loving touch and constant devotion, Gail has become a leading expert in this groundbreaking and vital component of our money lives. Gail defines her version of somatic finance as whole body practices, for developing courageous joy, generosity, and financial integrity in a world gone mad over money. In the first part of our conversation, Gail and I talk about feelings that people experience within their bodies where it comes to money and what it means for us to harvest and explore these in order to cultivate our understanding in general about what's going on with our money lives and how that might galvanize our ability to do well using money as we move forward. The second part of our conversation will be released in a couple of weeks. In that, we'll help you take a personal journey into exploring your body and money. Thank you for being with us. Enjoy the episode. I have to tell you, my body right now has got goosebumps all over my legs, all over my arms and in the back of my head. What is Phineology? Here we explore our personal relationships with money, money's nature, and how we exchange value in daily life. Grounding ourselves in the liberal arts, we explore financial planning 3.0 from the inside out. Addressing money, as the most powerful and pervasive secular force on the planet. Mysterious money merits study. Hello, and welcome to Phineology. I'm your host, Natalie Wagner-Willis. Today, we have with us Gail Coleman. Hi, Gail. How are you today? Hey, Natalie. I'm great. Happy to be with you. Appreciate you being here and being willing to share your powerful insights and wisdom around somatic finance with myself and with our audience. I will share with the audience just briefly that I did a one-day workshop with Gail several years ago on somatic finance and was a life-changing experience and not only got me in touch with my body, but also set me on a path of continuing to get 
more in touch with my body. That has been a very fruitful and deeply personally rewarding experience. So with that, Gail, you sent me some talking notes and I would love to just start at the top. And you talked about space. What do you mean when you say space in this context of somatic finance? Well, but I wanted to respond to your sharing of your experience with the workshop with somatic finance and just emphasize how this was your commitment to practicing and practicing leading to embodiment of the teachings. And so you've appreciated me and what I love about this work and does lead us into, say, the statement of space is that this is our own personal development that affects others and affects all of the space around us. So what I want to say is that somatic finance is coming into form not as something that is given out is directed from outside of you like more information that you need need to feel like you need to get from our financial systems or from knowledge in a cognitive way but it is a complement to the knowledge that is existing that is within you and you are the one that are invited to access that somatic wisdom. Each and every person personally. Yes. And so you you just spoke about your experience and how you continue to develop and grow and gain more wisdom over time. And that is the invitation and the journey of somatic finance. So I wanted to highlight that since you've already had a direct experience and I really appreciate you sharing that with listeners. So back to space. What I mean by space is in the context of of life, which includes somatic finance, is that whenever we are experiencing anything as a human being, there's going to be a felt sense of, of the space around us. And and we may or may not be aware of it, but it exists. So an example might be, and let's let's just try to stay in the context of, of money and finance, going into a bank or a financial institution that, that is very strict or formal. It may give us a sense of importance. It may feel like a very strong structure, it may feel safe, or it may even feel constricting and sterile. Mm -hmm. But there'll be some kind of felt sense around the space. I want to help our listeners to understand, or, or if we put it in a personal setting, you know, have you ever visited a family member or friend where you go into the home, and there's always this felt sense of either warmth or welcoming, or perhaps confusion and kind of a a discomfort. Hi, I'm Natalie Wagner-Willis. As a phenologist, I think it's important to point out 
The where our money comes from and how it comes to us is part of what our money means to us. Whether you create your money through traditional employment, some sort of familial, family support, or if you live off of investments, if you feel personally empowered and connected to the money that comes in, that integrity will exist on every dollar and has the power to touch your life every time you interact with your money. If, on the other hand, you feel the source of your money is unethical or if it exploits or demeans what you have to offer, that negativity will exist on every dollar that comes in and has the power to touch your life every time you interact with money. This is true for both individuals and societies. What this means is that in order to have good relationships with money, we must have good relationships with money creation on both personal and collective levels. Hi, this is Jake Wagner, co-founder of the What is Phenology Project. If you're new here, we highly encourage you to listen to episode zero, in which we share where the project started, where we're going, and some of the intellectual basis that we've used to build our body of work. We are grateful that you are a part of the conversation. Please visit www.whatisphenology.org to share your comments and questions. Now, back to the episode. I do know what you're saying. And I have a vision of walking into a large bank with tall ceilings, big wooden desks, and austere lighting. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it certainly makes an impression. It certainly sets a tone. Yeah. And that tone affects us both cognitively with whatever beliefs we have about this bank or this institution, it also affects our body, mm-hmm. our soma. We're going, that will, will have some kind of imprint. And typically with money, there's going to be some kind of fear. Fear is the underbelly of money for us. And it's part of our journey related to somatic finance. When you say us, do you mean Americans? Do you mean people in general? What do you mean by that? In terms of fear, I'd say for every body, every person walking this earth, okay. in some form or fashion, money generates fear. Did you hear that, listeners? That fear that you sense inside of yourself where it comes to money? Find some comfort in knowing that we all have that. And maybe with some recognition, a little love and care, we can release some fear and increase the health of our individual and collective relationships with money. And so... If we go back to the, the bank and, and you're walking in, the fear may, may generate 
feelings also of shame of I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm doing. These beliefs that we carry related to what I should know about money or, or, and I don't, things like that. And that I'm looking at some of the things that I had sent you. And that is the energy that begins to happen in that particular space. Say more about that. Within space, that's going to have an impact on us. Mm-hmm. And that impact then begins to create the energy, the, the fear, the beliefs, those patterns related to money. So again, going back to the bank is, it feels sterile. You use, use that word. It feels really solid, formal. That might then bring up for me feelings of like inadequacy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. These people here know and I don't. Uh, discomfort. And so that's, that's the energy that begins to move. That's, and then, then in conversation, more, more energy and then form is going to arise, which becomes the result of that energetic connection. So if my energetic connection with this person and the bank and their systems holds that fear then the results from that are going to also hold that fear. So it means that I might make decisions, and I typically will make decisions that are not, uh, I'm going to say, clean, or they're filled with the, the fear and uncertainty and the doubt and the confusion that I hold. And so I might open up a bank account and a UTMA and a retirement account that may or may not be aligned with who I am and what I deeply value, but more aligned with the fears and the beliefs and the behaviors that I have conditioned myself in relationship to money. And in response to that space and that energy created. Exactly. We are grateful and appreciative of our financial supporters. Your support warms our hearts and helps us share this budding and essential wisdom. It is shaping the future of the financial planning profession and our collective relationships with money. Thank you to our current patrons, especially the Financial Planning Association, TrustCore Financial, Richard Sincere, and the Kaler Financial Group. Check out our Patreon to join this outstanding group of supporters. We encourage you to join the conversation. Click subscribe on your podcast app and sign up for announcements on www.whatisphenology.org. And so this, you know, as I'm talking with you, I I feel like the listeners are going to go, what, this is really kind of (laughs) weird. But what I want to just note is that this is, typical for us in our life. And the more we can become aware of the space and meaning just our environment that we are engaged in life, and the more that we can become aware of the energy, which includes our emotions, our thoughts, our voices, then how we make decisions for ourselves 
related to money are going to be better. They're going to be better and they're going to take us closer to the results and how we want money to be working for us mm-hmm. personally and in the world. Rather than a reactionary action, you're actually taking the information that's there. You're becoming aware of the information that's there and using that to inform decisions rather than that reactionary place. Exactly. Absolutely. And what I want to emphasize here and begin to include is that our body is a part of that space. And our body is typically ignored when it comes to money. Mm -hmm. Because we are steeped in a money world and money systems that typically use our intellect, our strategic rational mind that studies and learns and retains information. And that's beautiful. That's important and necessary. However, if we're not looking at and recognizing the wisdom that we hold in our body, we're missing a valuable source of personal information that's going to enable us to make the most satisfying and integrated and optimal financial decisions. Absolutely. One of my personally long-held beliefs is that awareness and understanding are key to humanity's thriving. We, although in the body, it has been self-awareness and awareness of the exterior world and problem solving that has allowed for us to innovate and create the success that humanity is enjoying in the world. And my point here is that if we either push away or are just unaware of the information in our body, it really takes away from our ability to apply that awareness and that understanding to use in our actions that have allowed us to do really well in the world, but not always. You know, we are, we are thinking beings. And especially, I think, in our American culture today, there is a lot of pushing away of the body. As I have become more in tune with my body over the last two years, I have learned a great deal about not only myself, but actually just simply my truth. Awareness, understanding, and the body. Let me recap that a little bit, clarify, pull out some important points. What Gail and I are saying is that the information that we can gain from our bodies will give us more insight, more awareness, and deepen our understanding of what's going on in any area of our lives, but in this conversation with regard to our money lives. This is key because when we dismiss the information that's in our body, We are unable to use it in understanding what's going on. And if we don't understand what's going on, how on earth are we going to do well? 
So the point here is tune into the information in your body, learn from it, gather it, and then take it into account as you navigate your life using money. It will only help you do well. I want to thank the What is Finology team, co-founder, curator, and managing producer, Jacob Wagner, senior assistant, Natasha Hogut, our CFP consultant, Dave Bowman, and project producer, Gail Pelsu. This episode of the What is Finology podcast is dedicated to our guiding light, the father of Finology and co-founder of this project, Richard Wagner. Without you, this doesn't happen. And thank you to you, our listeners. This conversation needs you. Please send us your thoughts and questions at whatisphinology.org or on Facebook and tell anyone and everyone you think might be interested. We're looking to change the world by getting into people's heads and hearts and profoundly shifting our relationships with money. People need to know that we're here. I am your host, Natalie Wagner Willis. As always, be well.